Citizen Theatre acknowledges First Nations sovereignty and recognises the continuing connection to lands, waters and communities by traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to Elders both past, present and future. Welcome to the Citizen Theatre Podcast, where creatives come together to talk about what moves them. Come with me, Thomas Parrish, on CT's journey of continuing to create curious and socially conscious new and existing work, making you think by making you feel. Today's conversation is with stage manager Terry Steer, where we discuss the differences between independent theatre and main stage musicals, as well as some things that you might not know about stage management. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Citizen Theatre Podcast. I am here today with Terry Steer, who has been one of the stage managers for pretty much every production I know of anyway, um, in the most recent years of Citizen Theatre. How are you, Terry? I'm well. How are you, Tom? I'm good. Have you been keeping up in uh, uh, isolation pretty well? Uh, pretty well, yeah. Try to keep busy. It's a bit weird. What, but, you, what have you been doing? Uh, lots of walks and knitting. And is knitting new for you? or is that... Knitting is new for me. Oh, how's yes. that going? It's going very well. I bought an unusually large ball of yarn and I'm about halfway through it now. And my Ooh. scarf is coming, coming along nicely. Oh, what colour? <laughs> um, it's it's one of those mixed balls, so there's um, like blue and grey and a few different shades. Ooh, that's very you. I think that's great. <laughs> Is it for yourself or are you giving it away? No, this one's for me. So, Terry, you are originally from Queensland, yeah? Yes, I am. Brizzy? Yeah, so I grew up in Brisbane, um, went to school there and then moved to Toowoomba for university. And that's South Queensland University? Uh, university of Southern Queensland, yeah. Oh. Close enough, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, same thing. And you studied stage management, right? I did, yeah. So I did um, my major with theatre and then my minor with technical theatre and scenography, which included, like, design and stage management. Have you done much design? Uh, yeah, I did a lot when I was at uni and I did a bit um, my first couple of years out when I was still in Brisbane before I moved, um, yeah. mostly lighting design, um, a bit of, like, set and costume building as well. What kind of lighting design? Like, what, do we, was it for any specific companies? Um, or? So most of it was through uni. And then um, I did a bit of, like, associate designing with Brisbane Arts Theatre, who I worked with for about three years. So I did pretty much everything when I was at Brisbane Arts Theatre. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I started performing there. And then um, I built the set. I helped build the set during Tech Week for the show I was in, that first show. Um and then I stage managed a kid's show. Um, I toured a show with them where I was in the cast and the technical director. It was it was a crazy few years. It was really fun. So. Jeez. So what made you get into this side of the arts? Um, so I'd always done performing in theatre and music all the way through school. And then I got to uni. I was like, oh, I'm just going to see what happens. Um, 
And so my uni used to do a festival called Shakespeare in the Park every year. Mm-hmm. And so all of the first years had to be involved with that. Um, so we helped like bump in the the whole park, which was like um, a lot of temporary fencing. And then we built um, a stage and a big like roof structure over it. And it was kind of that crazy week of bump in getting ready for that one, which was Richard III in my first year. Um, oh, great. That made me decide that I was going to minor in tech in my second year because we didn't get to pick a minor until the end of first year going into second year. Right. Yeah, so up until that point, I was going to do musical theatre. And then then here we are. And now here we are. (laughs) (laughs) And so when you first moved down here, I mean, you've worked with a lot of different companies. Yeah. What's been one of the big highlights for you? Um, I think probably, uh, I mean, I've enjoyed pretty much everything I've worked on. Um, Mm. There's been a couple of interesting shows. (laughs) Mostly it's been really great. What Um, kind of interesting um, well, mostly it was like people, um, with a little bit less experience in running a show. Yeah. So trying to stage manage for people who haven't had as much experience is a bit hard. Um, sometimes when they haven't got a lot of exterior support. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a, that was a fun time. Um, <laughs> so mostly it's been really great, but, but I, I really love touring work. So getting to take when the light leaves to a bunch of different theaters has been really exciting for me uh, and yeah, it is a really and, beautiful show yeah and it's been uh, it was a bit did you find it challenging or just enjoyable in terms of transferring something that's made for quite a small intimate space to something that might be a little bit bigger or wider or that's a very different <laughs> stage space to what the rig was when we were in La Mama <laughs> so both times that we did it after La Mama yeah um <laughs> it was very challenging especially in one thaggy um, but yeah. it was it was really really worthwhile. Um, and it was so much fun. Um, I think especially doing it in Wontaggy was so important because um, that's where Rory's from, the writer. So yeah, I yeah. think the challenges just make it more fun for me usually, unless they're really really tough challenges. Um, and then it can take a while for the fun to kick in. But as a rule, <laughs> I enjoy the challenges. Yeah, well, because when we were doing La Mama, did you have was it three shows going on? No, that was during Midsummer, wasn't it? Oh, that was this year when we did. Yeah. Yeah. So I was doing two shows at La Mama and then the same, like that weekend, um, we bumped in when the light leaves. Yeah. How did you handle that? Um, look, a lot of caffeine um, <laughs> <laughs> and good crews of people around me. They really helped. So. Did you yeah, sleep? Just, I did sleep, yes. Okay, um, <laughs> not a whole lot, but I did. <laughs> so And so have you been taking the breath of air that you've gotten now? Like, because you were always so busy. Yeah, it's a big adjustment for me. Um, I can't remember the last time I had this much time off and I don't know how much more time off I'm going to get from this because I think it could go on for a while. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's very bizarre. When was the last time you actually had time off before um, this? Probably September, right after um, I came back from one thaggy. I went up to Brisbane for, oh, that that might only have been a week. I thought it was two. <laughs> oh, no. Um, look, I can't remember the last time I had more than two weeks off. Um, Far out. It was probably at, or maybe the beginning of last year. 
Gee. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are you the kind right. of person that enjoys to stay that busy? Oh, yeah, I love it. I love being busy. I'm surprised I'm coping so well with having so much free time right now. Yeah. Um, I thought it would be a lot harder for me um, because <laughs> I have been so very busy for such a long time. Like I did yeah. 10 shows last year. Um, and then I did three in January, February this year. So it's it's a bit weird to slow down <laughs> this much. And you were holding two other jobs, right? You were at, you were at Red Stitch and um, uh, your pub, is that right? Yes. I also work for Art Access. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so, so three? Three, yeah, permanent part-time jobs. Yeah. Oh, far <laughs> out. So as a stage manager, yeah, what is... One of those things, uh, people probably have their ideas in their head of what a stage manager is, mm-hmm. but what, can you give me a rundown of what you think the real lay of the land is for a stage manager? Um, well, I kind of like to say that being a stage manager is sort of like being a translator because you have to be mm-hmm. a really effective communicator and you've got to liaise with the actors, the directors and um, like the technical staff and your designers and kind of translate the ideas because there's often really different vernacular for each of those groups right Mm. so you've got to try and get everyone on the same page and make sure everyone knows what everyone else is talking about (laughs) so there's a a lot of communication and um yeah I think it's a bit of translating like making sure everyone understands like trying to because if you say something really technical most of the time the actors won't know what you're referring to Mm. as a rule and then, like, there can be a bit of a, a gap in what the directors and the designers are talking about. So you've got to try and bridge that gap and, like, put it into language that both parties can understand. Yeah. Yeah. What's so, your favourite part, then, of being a stage manager, then? Oh, Is that tra- being a translator, like, something that you really enjoy, being able to group everyone together and gather everyone's thoughts and actually collate what's happening or is this I do really really enjoy that but bump in and bump out are actually my favorite like the really hardcore get in there get it done like the physical challenge of making a show happen and then packing it all up and in like in a lot of cases on shows I've done it's packing it up in a way that we can do it again easily yeah um so some shows you just take everything down and either destroy it or send it off somewhere <laughs> to be recycled be into another show um yeah but like um when I did Mr Burns last year and doing when the light leaves we had to pack up to be able to do it again mm. which is a fun challenge because usually it's just yeah you take everything down and completely strip the theatre back to what it was and so for you is it the feeling during of like being able to like task doing that or is it the satisfaction of doing finishing it and going Wow, we did the job. Both, but mostly the actually getting it done. Oh, that's super fun. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a lot of climbing and rigging lights and then you're putting the sets together and... <laughs> untangling apples. Uh, untangling apples and tying fishing line. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much fishing line. Um, so much fishing line. <laughs> we did that for Forgotten Places as well when we were in Kingston. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah. I, yes, it's one of my very marketable skills now for Citizen yeah. Theatre. Um, That's on the CV, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can tie knots in fishing line. <laughs> and untangle. <laughs> and untangle said fishing line, yeah. That was <laughs> my favourite pre show 
part of when the light leaves, I think. It was actually quite soothing. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like you stand up on a step ladder and you just kind of swing the apples around until they are tangled. <laughs> Hoping that you're not tangling them further in the process. Yes, there's always that <laughs> moment of panic about a third of the way and you're like, oh God, have I made everything worse? <laughs> so being a stage manager, what's one of those things that people don't know is actually your job? Or um, that people would be shocked to be like, wait, you do that? For me, the thing that gets people most is that I'm operating and doing line notes at the same time. Yeah. Um, so I'm keeping track of everything that's happening on stage, all of the lines that are changing every night and blocking and stuff. But I'm also making the lights and sound happen. Mm-hmm. So. Is it uncommon for that to be two jobs? Like um, for an ASM and an SM? Or? So most of what I've done since moving to Melbourne has been very indie theatre. So yeah. you um, do have a stage manager who operates. Um, sometimes you have an ASM, especially on a bigger show, but not always. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, look, um, on a bigger show, you'll have someone calling the lights and sound. So you'll yeah. have at least one operator and then the stage manager will be calling from the prompt copy. Um, mm. So for all the stuff I do, I'm operating as well. So when we do when the light leaves, there's so much going on that we need yeah. two operators. Because yeah. you actually need four hands. Because <laughs> of well, there the... was a period of time there where we thought you were going to be doing four hands work with two hands. Yeah, yeah, we were worried about that, and then um, <laughs> Jade stepped in, and it was great. Yeah. Um, the direct, yeah, Jade, the director, made an excellent um, technical operator. <laughs> it it's another horrible helped. skill that she's put in her oh, CV, along absolutely. with untangling fishing wire and time knots. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, it helps that she knew the show so well. Um, that definitely made my job a lot easier. Yeah, absolutely. Far out. So in terms of the process, when mm-hmm. does a stage manager normally come on board for a production? That varies greatly depending on the production and the company. So there are yeah. some shows where I don't show up until like a couple of rehearsals before tech week. There are some when I wouldn't show up until bump in. Um, my favorite. That must be stressful. Oh, it's so it's so so stressful. Um, usually, you get a couple of meetings beforehand, but there are some where yeah. you might not be meeting the actors until the end, wow. just because the way is the that company like works. A budget situation. Uh, sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes the director just doesn't want a stage manager in the room. You know, it happens. Um, yeah. A lot of the time, the director will work with a good stage manager to be like, "Oh, I wish we'd had you the whole time," and then see that they've been doing it wrong for a while. Um, mm-hmm. Um, my favourite kind of shows are when the stage manager's in from the very first rehearsal. Yeah. Um, so I recently did a show at 45 where that was the case. So I was in for the whole rehearsal process and then the director kind of handed over to me for um, production week. So as of opening night, he was like, here, show's yours now. You're in charge. You can run re- like run warm-ups, call rehearsals if you think we need them. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the extra involvement of being around during rehearsals. It helps you get to know the show better, which makes your job, even if you're just calling the show, a lot easier. Yeah. yeah and I think I there's thought. something about being the actor in that scenario too, because if, if you're handed over in bump in to a stage manager that you don't have a relationship with, it's a very different show. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's odd. I've done it both ways. And yeah. yeah, having a few meetings and then meeting the cast 
like in tech week is is very strange well i guess because in a sense you don't have that relationship so if you if you need to shut someone up Mm. and you want to do it kindly (laughs) or whatever the scenario is yeah you know you can be a little bit on edge and nervy Mm -hmm. because you know the lighting rigs just the whole plot's gone from the computer and you don't know where or whatever uh, the yeah, scenario I've is. had that before. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that but, has but like when, <laughs> Yeah. But like, I remember, yeah, when the light leaves, having you there, when you were stressed and if you needed to, you know, make us do something, if you were on edge, no one took it personally. Mm-hmm. Whereas if it's someone that you don't know, it kind of feels like, oh, is that just them as a person? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to have the rapport and the relationship with like everyone involved like the cast the director all of the crew um yeah like the rehearsal period is really great to get to know everyone yeah I agree and I think having you I mean I don't we didn't have you for the entire process um did you start coming in for when the light leaves a little bit in into the way or do you remember yeah um so I was in I think for like four rehearsals before we moved into the theatre I definitely yeah. got to meet everyone before we went in. Um, yeah. So I had at least one or two rehearsals with all of you beforehand. Because um, mm. I got an email out of the blue from Rory asking if I was available to chat with him and the director about the project. Um, and then they sent me the script and we had a couple of meetings and that's when I came on. And, yeah, I was juggling other shows and things at the at that time, so I couldn't make as many rehearsals as I normally would. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, but yeah, was... I was in before. Yeah. Before we got into tech. And what was that like coming into those rehearsals? Because by that point, it wasn't like we were feeling out what these scenes are that are quite heavy. Where you know we're all kind of so deep into the the context of this play, and you've kind of just been thrust in. Like I'm sure Rory and Jade and everyone involved gave you. T- tools for coping and figuring out what's going on but how did that go for you was that quite stressful and painful? it was a little stressful it was very interesting um because yeah like you said you guys already knew the world um yeah. so you're already in it like you'd already figured out the emotional stuff so it was really interesting to come in and basically see the show like almost ready um so yeah you were just like figuring out little things and like nuancing it further which is what made it such an excellent show like the amount of detail and work that had gone into it um it was interesting to come in closer to the end of that process um because mm. it was definitely more than halfway through rehearsals by the time yeah. i was actually in the room yeah, yeah. it was, it was yeah, really I, interesting I seeing that. it so full and like ready um, yeah but, like, there were still you... script changes going on by the time I <laughs> yeah. came in. So it was just, was. yeah. Um, I think my, I remember my first rehearsal was you guys were rehearsing the double scene. Oh, and yeah. everyone's on stage and you're having two different scenes at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I still remember that changing, like, so long. <laughs> well, yeah. This but it needed to. A couple of it weeks out. So close to being ready, but it just wasn't working. And then yeah. suddenly it clicked, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, it's such a beautiful show. That must be really satisfying too because I, I never get that, but being on the other side of something and you seeing when the magic sinks in and the yeah. moment all clicks, what's that feeling like from being in your position? It's it's really nice. Like, it, it's very priv- like I feel very privileged to see it happen, like when an actor has a breakthrough and you just see it. Like, it's really, it's like, 
art, like it's proper art when you see that. It's really nice. Um, it's like, yeah. yeah, you're getting to, because as a stage manager, you're usually just kind of sitting at a desk following the script, making notes. Yeah. Um, but you are observing everything that goes on. And it's really nice when directors actually want more input and they don't just want you to sit in the corner. Um, yeah. Like it can feel really involved, which is nice. I get that working with Citizen Theatre. Like it feels like a collaborative project for everybody, which is really yeah. nice. It's a really so good environment to work in. performances or the rehearsal process more? Or Ooh. is it just different? Because they are different. They're so different. I think I have a little bit of a leaning towards performances because I like to mm-hmm. watch the way it affects the audience. Yeah. Especially with When the Light Leaves. It's so interesting to see all the different reactions you get in the audience because um, it's such a powerful show and it's so well, emotional. Yeah. What was that like for you every night? Was it different every night? Could you yeah. feel the difference? Yeah, it does feel different every night, especially with the audience. But it still affects me every single time I watch it. <laughs> What's that like for you? Um, I mean, I love it personally, but yeah. it is like it would be it's a really hard thing to do to get prepared to watch that every night because it's so like it's so emotionally draining. But yeah. I just I walk out of the theatre every night after packing up just feeling so good. Um, yeah, there's something about that show that's just so lovely. Like there's just a feeling of love in the theatre when it's done. That's really beautiful. It's so worth it. Like that feeling of love and like peace, yeah. I guess. Yeah. 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 So do you do anything to prepare yourself emotionally before those kinds of performances? Or are you um, kind of in it? because of like doing the setting up for the show prior yeah I think I use the time like setting up the props and checking the lights and the sounds and like um there's usually something that I have to fix like every couple of shows there's something that I have to devote extra attention to (laughs) so it kind of yeah it kind of lets me switch my brain mode a little bit I guess so I can't be yeah. super emotional when I start the show because I've got so much to focus on. Yeah. So um, and I guess too, like yeah. from a from my perspective, I guess similarly, you you then get to remember that this isn't real, mm. like even though the story is based off the writer's um, experience. Yeah. It isn't real. It's it's something we're doing to affect people and show them what happens yeah. in the world, but yeah. it isn't the world. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah, because um, I usually operate the light. So um, at La Mama, I did sound um, mm-hmm. and the fluoro light. And then in the two shows we've done since, um, the one Thaggy and then Gasworks, I did the lighting desk. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a lot of lighting cues. <laughs> <laughs> there's a for the, lot For going a 70-minute play, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for a 70-minute play, I've got a lot of cues. Um, so I have to be really focused. And then mm. I've got to call for my other operator um which is sound usually so yeah I I can't get too caught up until the very end which is possibly the worst time for me to be slowing down um because those monologues at the end the epilogue is really really heartbreaking um and that's where I'm sitting there with not much to do getting very emotionally affected (laughs) yeah yeah no it's it's so beautiful like there's something different in those every night and you can see how much energy and emotion like it takes and how much is being brought to it every night. It's so, 
lovely to watch all of you working on that. Yeah, I hope we get to again. Yeah, absolutely. This is yeah. probably the favourite show of mine that I've worked on. It's just, it's a good time. <laughs> yeah, it's incredibly special. I mm. uh, don't, I can't even, like, to to think that I came in so, kind of like you, like, I came in quite late yeah. you know, to the process and then I go, there was, there was a time period where I wasn't going to be doing this thing. Yeah. To think that if that, if I didn't, my life would be so different in the sense that that really changed who I am fundamentally doing that. Absolutely. Time. Yeah. It, it takes, I don't know, it gives you something. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about this story that, yeah, it just changes you. Like I have friends really who want to keep seeing it again and again. They're like, when this is on, let me know. Cause I want to see it. Um, wow. It's, just, it's such a great story. And then on the flip side, I have another friend who's like, I, I'm, I can't do that again. Um, yeah. It's too much. Like, oh yeah, I had a friend who came. I we kind of told her what was going to happen, and yeah, she knew the scenario. But um, I went out after the show, and I got a text the next morning. I was like, oh, she's not here. That's all right. Anyway, uh, and she was like, I'm really sorry. I just couldn't look at you. Yep. After I just had to leave, and I was like, yeah, it's fair enough. And she's like, I don't think I can ever watch that again. I don't regret it. I'm yes. so glad I did, but I just yep. don't think I could do that again. Yes. Yeah, I often get asked how I sit through that every night. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I just, I love it. Um, and it's, there's a lot of, as much as it is really sad, it's really mm. beautiful. And there's a lot of happiness and lightness and joy. And it's quite funny in places. But it's not all, <laughs> it's not all super sad. It's just. Well, that's like life. Is, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like life. Yeah. And so this is on a very different note, but am I right? Did you have your secondment on Matilda? I did. What was that like? One of my secondments. Um, it was amazing. I think I did about five while I was at uni because um, yeah, I wow. wanted to do them on all sorts of different shows. Um, yeah, my yeah. last one was Matilda. Mm-hmm. What that did was... you get to do? Oh, okay, so <laughs> I... <laughs> it was like nine weeks I think mm-hmm. um we had six or seven weeks of rehearsing and then a few weeks off it, at which point I was in another show um because I've always been a very busy person <laughs> yes, we know this now <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then we had a couple of weeks in the theater um so all of the tech stuff so I was involved in the rehearsal period for the second group of kids so there was one group yep. of kids um, who did Sydney, Melbourne. Yep. And then the group of kids I worked with did Brisbane, Adelaide, Perth and Auckland. Oh, wow. They did so they lot. did the rest of the stint. So a couple of yep. the kids came up from the Sydney, Melbourne cast. They joined us for the rest. Um, but it's one of those shows, they kind of grow too much, so they can't keep doing it for too long. <laughs> um, True. Because they've got to be, like, small enough, and particularly for characters like Amanda, who gets swung around by her pigtails. Yeah. Um, she has to be a very specific size. Yeah, so, safety. Yeah. and Yes, exactly. So in Brisbane, two of our Matildas were actually small enough to play Amanda if they needed to. Ah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was in the rehearsals for that. So that was five or six days a week I think um mm-hmm. we were in um we had a couple of rehearsal venues so we kind of set up in the mornings helped with rehearsal props um just assisted the stage management and props teams 
Um, so we got to sit in on all sorts of rehearsals. So there was the dance, um, acting and music rehearsals. Mm-hmm. And then they had dialect coaching as well. Um, and then they had tutoring. So they were in three groups. So there's three sets of each character, um, but four of Bruce who eats the cake and four of Matilda. <laughs> yeah. So there's a standby Bruce and a standby Matilda every night at the theatre. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was intense. So there was, what's that, 28 kids, I think, or 30 kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were split up into three groups to rehearse um, because you can't have 30 kids in one rehearsal room. No way. It's yeah. just madness. Um, yeah. Did yeah. it run like a really slick machine? Like it just, there was no other option? Pretty much. But also there's really strict laws around working with kids. So they're only allowed to work 50 minutes out of every hour. Yeah, wow. So we'd start on the hour, work for 50 minutes, and then we'd have, a, like, the kids would have a 10-minute break at the end of mm-hmm. every hour. Um, so we could keep working, obviously, um, and, like, set up for whatever was happening next. But they had to do school as well. So, <laughs> yeah, it was intense for everyone, especially for the kids. And they didn't actually work with the adult cast until they came down to Melbourne. Oh. So all of the kids that I rehearsed with in Brisbane came down here to Melbourne um, to see the show go on in full. Um, and then some of them went on as well. So mm-hmm. one of the groups um, did a night in Melbourne. Wow. Before yeah. they had actually met properly all the adults? Or like so did they, they then? They did some rehearsals down here with the okay. adults. Um, yeah. But they they did like six weeks, I think, whatever it was in Brisbane. They did all of that time rehearsing without them mm-hmm. and then put it all together when they got to Melbourne. So the first time they started rehearsing with the adult cast was down here. And then one of the groups went on for one night and then um, they had a couple of weeks and then we came back to Brisbane. And um, so I was actually in Melbourne at the same time visiting my dad. Um Aww. Yeah, so I was like, oh, that's interesting timing. Um, just for a weekend, like, they were all here. It was really quite funny. Um, then I went back and we all bumped into QPAC. So we were on the Lyric Theatre stage, which is yeah. the biggest stage at QPAC, which is, mm-hmm. um, like, the equivalent of the art centre here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we were on the big one there. Um, so all of the um, set and stuff had bumped in before we got there. Uh, and then, yeah, it was like dress rehearsals and technical rehearsals all through the day because um, there's a lot of like automation and stuff that goes on. Mm-hmm. So there's unlike like most of the theatre we do like indie theatre where it's people moving the stuff around, all of the sets and things are moved on motors for Matilda. Huh. So yeah, there's a lot to practice and like a lot of stunts and like the choreography is really intense and like there's, it's a professional show so it's major like high standards so these kids are like yes just working so hard until they had everything and it just came together so beautifully did the kids ever get under too much pressure not that i saw but they got rotated out because there was three groups of kids that had to go through everything Mm -hmm. so like we had to do understudy runs and um we did runs for all of the kids and yeah, I think the kids were all really excited about it. And it was like a yeah. competition to see who got to do like the invited dress and which group yeah. went on for opening night. And, like, so yeah, like it was 
friendly competition and like they were all super professional yeah um, yeah like i've totally heard that about driven. the kids in matilda they're like more oh, professional yeah. than the other music theater performer out there <laughs> <laughs> so professional so driven and just yeah. so so talented like it was so inspiring to watch them it was oh, amazing so right yeah that was so a really fun show to work on what's something that you think independent theater from maybe like a stage management perspective needs more of from the more commercial and vice versa like what could independent theater learn from commercial and commercial learn from independent i feel like there's more of a sense of family in independent theater like mm-hmm. um i did a lot of like community theater and independent theater in brisbane and then almost all of what i've done well yeah all of what i've done since i've moved to melbourne has been independent theater and it just it seems more tight-knit and more spontaneous because I guess a lot of the commercial theatre at that level you're paying to put on the same show every night yeah um so it's just yeah it feels a little bit more like exploratory to do Mm. indie theatre um like it's a more organic process rather than just trying to get like a show-stopping like massive product yeah so yeah I think yeah but then yeah, it is like really strict and really tight and really smooth to work in like professional commercial theatre. It's just, yeah, they're very different and I really appreciate the differences and I'm glad I've worked in both spheres. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so different. It's really interesting. Um, and then, yeah, because I have a lot of friends who are like, oh, I would hate working in like commercial musicals because you're just putting on the same thing every night but I see a lot of joy in that and like the perfectionism of getting it right and hitting every mark every night yeah because independent theatre I think is a lot more raw um and can be a lot more powerful because it's not about the show-stopping like effect of a giant stage being like lit up and like it's very wowing but I find there's a lot more emotion usually in independent theatre so it's usually like Less spectacle and more sentiment. Absolutely. That's that's exactly what I mean, yeah. Um, it's often personal stories. Like a lot of the shows I'm working on, I'm working with the writer or we've met the writer. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a lot more personal at this level, which is really interesting and really nice. Yeah. Well, Terry, thank you so much for coming and having a chat with me today. It was such My a pleasure. pleasure. Thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We will be talking to you again soon. Thanks, Terry. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying the content, remember to subscribe and follow us on social media with the handle at CitizenTheatreAU to stay in touch regarding upcoming productions and events. For any further information, visit us at www.citizentheatre.com.au.